Welcome to Streamable, the podcast about the best streaming content out there. We're going to be reviewing shows and movies from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney+, Peacock, whatever other services they come up with. So sit back, listen to our review, and then you can tell us how wrong we are on Twitter. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Brett. And together we have over 57 years of movie watching experience. Wait, we were watching movies when we were born? Shh, shut up. Alright, hey everybody. Today we're going to be going over Altered Cabron. <laughs> I can't even make You're it through that one. We can't even get through your stupid joke. <laughs> Go ahead, say what you were going to say. The story of a gangster who turns his life around and gets things in order. <laughs> You're a stupid cabron. It's Altered Carbon. Ah, the okay. sci-fi show. Uh, it's probably way better than my show. So we're reviewing the whole first season of Altered Carbon. The second season comes out Thursday, February something. 27th, I think. And uh, we will have that podcast up for next week. So, by the way, don't watch the trailer to season two if you haven't, because it's very spoilery. Yeah, so Especially if you haven't seen season one of the show. It just ruins the end of season one, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Completely. Well, I mean, also... just Because I had forgotten... I, I watched season one back when it aired last year. Right. I had forgotten some stuff, and I saw the trailer for season two, and I was like, wait, that... What? Oh. All I saw was the... the I think... I've seen, like, a screen cap of the trailer, but I've never actually seen this trailer for season two. But also, spoilers, because we're going to probably spoil season one. Well, yeah, majorly. We're going to go through every episode, and um, yeah, so we'll get into it. So the show's basic premise, which is actually very well summarized by the show in the pilot, we'll just play a clip in a second, but basically it is, they've discovered alien technology. They didn't really go into that too much, It though. really just, didn't. Yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, we I'm got alien tech. I'm hoping they actually go into that later, but... They discovered alien technology that allows them some sort of special metal or something that allows them to download the human consciousness into digital format. And with that, people can be kind of immortal. You can change bodies. You can download your mind into well, not truly immortal because uh, apparently, for like poor people, because you get a new sleeve each time, like a new like person, basically. Uh, eventually the body, your brain, the stack in the body reject and then you just die. The, only the rich can do like right. full clones of their own body. Of your, yeah. Your, and your, then their body can't, your brain can't adjust to the, the new body all the time. Yeah. Unless you're an envoy like Takeshi Kovach, who is, I uh, the name was going to be Kovacs based on the spelling. Oh, How is Kovach. it Kovach? Kovach Takeshi. He is half Japanese, half Slavic. Yeah. But he is a Japanese guy in a white guy's body because he was his mind was taken and put into a different person's body. So that's kind of the introduction of the show. And he basically was brought out. Uh, he was a terrorist and was brought out to solve this really rich guy's murder because... If only he won, he wouldn't be considered a terrorist anymore. He'd true. It's all like about the, perspective. The rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's probably best, let's play the clip of their description of 
stacks and sleeves and DHF right here. Welcome to Alcatraz. You've successfully completed your prison sentence. You may notice you are no longer in the body you arrived in. Now that you have paid your debt to society, you have been re-sleeved from our available inventory of prisoners. You may feel confused or strange. After all, you're not supposed to be here. Disorientation, visual and auditory hallucinations, and even low-grade amnesia are normal. But don't worry, this orientation will answer all of your questions. This is a cortical stack. As protectorate citizens, we each have one, implanted when we are one year old. Inside is pure human mind, coded and stored as DHF, digital human freight. Your consciousness can be downloaded into any stack in any sleeve. You can even needle cast in minutes to a sleeve anywhere in the settled worlds. A sleeve is replaceable, but if your stack is destroyed, you die. There is no coming back from real death. So basically your stack is your brain. It's a little little metal piece that goes in yeah, the base of your spine. Yeah, it's almost like a little disc kind of thing. But... Um, if it gets blown out, you're dead forever. But you can otherwise download into other sleeves, a.k.a. bodies, uh, through DHF, Digital Human Freight. So they just... Well, yeah, the, the stack, your your soul is considered DHF, the digital human freight. And then the stack is the literal uh, disc that it's all in. Right. So Takeshi is woken up on Alcatraz 250 years after he died. Right. He was basically given, I don't know what kind of a sentence, but some kind of insane sentence because, I mean, in the pilot, you don't really know. He's just labeled as a terrorist. Yeah, but you eventually find out that, I mean, we're going to go over it all anyways. He's, he was involved. He in was this. part of a resistance group that tried to take down the Protectorate and completely end the ability for DHF. And because well, there no, was no, a, no. I, I think she literally wanted to limit it to uh, 100, years. 100 years. Right. Yeah. She wanted to so like, hard code everyone to 100 years. So you could still move between sleeves if you died before your 100 years were up. But once you hit 100 years, your stack would be dead. Right. She wanted to limit these superhuman immortal people that exist that Kovach goes to and works for. Well, they call them meths, which I missed at first. And I was like, Methuselah. Yeah, Methuselah. Yeah, who lived over 900 years. Biblical figure. Um, anyway, so the uh, the person who kind of led this, there's a lot of flashbacks to her. Her name was uh, Kelcrest Falconer. Which is the weirdest name ever. I mean, that's more like a D&D name. Uh, yeah, it totally seems... <laughs> I don't know. Like, the rest of the name seems somewhat normal, and hers is, like, totally out of left field, but... Yeah, it is. It's weird. Anyway, we'll we'll get into that. So, the he's the last envoy. They called themselves envoys. Basically, they trained themselves to use this technology of DHF to jump across planets, across the galaxy... And attack the protectorate, you know, jump in, attack them, and jump out, basically. They were like a kind of guerrilla warfare in space with digital brains. Um, so they were really well trained to, like, adapt to new bodies and new worlds and environments. Yeah. Which, uh, being dead for 250 years, I, I, I really had a problem with this. Because the technology would change so much. 
you would not be able to recognize anything, I don't think. He has a little bit of that in the pilot, but it's not enough to me. Mm, I don't know. It, I mean, it's hard to tell considering we don't we don't really get to see enough of like what technology was like for him. Because, I mean, it's... It, but technology's two, exponential. 250 years from... If we discovered it right now... I don't know. We're, we're already years. hitting a point where Moore's Law should be coming to an end. Because... Didn't we already go past when it should have ended? No, no. It's supposed to end, like, somewhere in, like, the mid-2020s. Because we're going to get to a point where we can't um, shrink the size of transistors yeah, in half Yeah, then we're going to jump to quantum computing. <laughs> anyway, we don't need a whole thing about computer science here, but... I don't know. I mean, assuming that... Cause even now, like when we get technological improvements, I mean, as long as it's similar enough, I think he would be adaptable enough. In fifty years, especially with the ability for people to be immortal, like that would change stuff so much. Mm. I can't even fathom what it would be like in two hundred and fifty years. So I think I it mean, would be even the most of the stuff on the show doesn't seem like way super insane to me, but it should be. Mm. Anyway, he kind of brushes it off and is just like, I'm not from here most of the time. <laughs> like, anyone asks him things. Because technically, he's not from Earth. He's on Earth, but he is from a planet called Harlan's World. Yeah. Which uh, is only touched in flashbacks. But um, anyway, he gets picked up by Kristen Ortega in a fancy car and is taken to... Um, What's it called? Sun Touch House? Or... I don't know what it's called. Um, they're basically giant tower that is literally up in the clouds, like hundreds and hundreds of feet high. That's their own personal building. Because why wouldn't you have that if you were immortal rich? Right. And then the driver, Kristen, basically crashes the, the car, ship, whatever you call it. And he's like, you're not working with bancroft are you and she's like no i'm the cop yeah that seems so fucking weird to me in the beginning i was like what the hell's going on this makes no sense and then i mean you kind of understand it later on yeah it's not for like three or four episodes that you understand (laughs) why she did that um she seems just really obsessed with bancroft for some reason Mm -hmm. and with uh kovach yeah like she doesn't i mean kovach is a terrorist and she kind of keeps saying like oh i'm so mad that this uh immortal you know this this meth was able to just buy this terrorist out of prison right and then yeah but it's just like why is she so angry about this terrorist for no reason right yeah um and then we meet lawrence bancroft who is 360 years old and he basically offers kovach complete pardon and more than enough money to live on for a very long time to investigate his murder now of course he's basically immortal so he was murdered but he just downloaded a old backup and was fine except that he missed 48 hours of memory right because right, he well i think that was the other thing like just because he was killed right before his backup was supposed to occur right someone he, he was under the impression that someone had timed it and was going to perhaps try to destroy his backup and failed, trying mm. to actually fully kill him. Right. Um, so he just has 48 hours of memory missing, and Kovach needs to figure it out. And then there's, I remember this weird scene with Kovach 
walking through like the streets or something i forget what he was trying to do but he's like overwhelmed with all these ads yeah because he didn't install an ad blocker <laughs> literally literally the Kristen ortega the cop comes up and like slaps something on him and she's like oh you didn't have a broadcast blocker it's like really that so i guess horrible but that doesn't make sense so poor people are overwhelmed with ads yeah okay because why not because they can't afford the broadcast blocker uh, but then he goes to an AI hotel, which is, like, dead quiet. Because apparently no one goes to AI hotels anymore. So AI hotels because they're are... super creepy. <laughs> they're yeah. literally programmed to do whatever they can to keep guests. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a hotel that's literally just run by an AI. Mm-hmm. It has no, uh, has no human or, like, uh, I guess, what's it called? Employees. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's called the Raven and uh, run by. So apparently, I, I read about this one. I, so this, this, these are based on books. I haven't read the books yet, but I kind of want to. But apparently, the I read part of the first one. It, it, I couldn't. It couldn't keep my interest really. So apparently, the the location in the books is based on like a Jimi Hendrix style hotel, and it's he's Jimmy, but Jimi Hendrix is that. like a. Estate family yeah they don't allow nice. him to be using anything that can be considered like violent so kovach comes in and is about to pay and then these russians show up and they immediately know who he is not only like they know that he is kovach even though he's in some random white dude's skin yeah and i think they start beating him up and then he pay, like slaps his hand down to pay for the hotel i think it's just like a fingerprint reader yeah everything is now like a dna trace like all your money just tied to your dna right and he has basically an unlimited account from from bancroft so he slaps his hand down and turrets come out of the walls and blow the russians apart yeah because the entire time the ai is going like i can't i can't uh can't offer you any amenities until you have like signed up and then they find out i think the police show up and they find out that it was uh dimitri uh cadman who's this like russian hitman but they still don't know why he was after kovach or how they knew he was kovach they also mentioned something special about him which is that he's double sleeved right so he's basically somehow split his mind across two bodies or kind of cloned his mind across two bodies well, yeah because yeah, yeah. i took it to mean that basically you made a backup of yourself and then just stuck that backup into another sleeve so there was two of you and apparently there's like a really high risk of going insane when that happens or i don't they weren't really saying, clear on that yeah i mean it was illegal but i figured yeah. it might just be because you might just create like an army of yourself and like try to attack people. I don't know. No, I thought they said something about like the mind can't handle it. Uh, I don't remember I don't... that. I mean, he is crazy, so True. sure. And then episode two, Fallen Angel. I remember that it goes through clones. I think Kovach asks them about it. Um, Miriam Bancroft, who is lawrence bancroft's wife uh, and he both have clones so they keep their same bodies over and over again yeah so they can actually be immortal and their suspicion was that someone tried to hack the backup because people steal bits of memories from meths to like blackmail them or just gain insight on things or maybe even just sell them to people so they can experience like meth like uh, experiences i guess yeah 
The other part of it is um, this police precinct story. So Ortega is a pretty central figure. She deals with this guy, Captain Tanaka, which, by the way, isn't that the name of the guy from Star Wars? One of Padme's... No, it's Captain Panaka. Panaka. Damn it. It's close. But I swear the guy that plays Captain Tanaka has played another character named Captain Tanaka in something else. Really? Maybe his real name's Tanaka. <laughs> yeah. What else? And Abud, I forget his first name. I think that's his no. last name, uh, is kind of her partner. She's like super stressed and, and focusing on Kovach and, and uh, Bancroft. But there's also this weird mystery around this woman, Mary Lou Henchy, who basically just fell into the bay. They don't know where from, just literally like out of the sky. Yeah. But the police somehow lost her body. And then we get into this whole thing about her stack was fine, but she had this religious coding. So there's a sect of people who believe that you should only have one life, that, you know, that is your soul. And you... They call it neo-Catholicism in there. Right. You cannot be spun up after death. But there's this bill, uh, 653, which actually becomes very important, that would allow murder victims to be spun up no matter their religious coding, just so that they can testify against murderers. Yeah. So, yeah, that's important. But this woman, Mary Lou Henchy, had religious coding. They couldn't spin her up, but her body disappeared. And um, Ortega had to deal with her mother, who was like, why can't you give me my daughter's body back? It was kind of weird and random and like... Oh, yeah, so you, you, random. You didn't understand how it fit. But the it, nice thing it, about this show is that every Everything does together. fit, but I swear, yeah, that thing doesn't come together until like... Episode 9. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kovach um, basically doesn't really have anywhere to go, so he just says, okay, let's look at all the death threats that Bancroft gets. And there's like thousands or something insane. Yeah. So and the just... AI basically helps him sort through it and he, you know puts in certain parameters and ends up with kind of one guy yeah um who very specifically mentioned like i'm gonna shoot you in the head so you can never come back and like these details about his murder that were kind of like okay maybe this guy like too accurately described how he died (laughs) kind of by coincidence his his name is elliot i forget his first name that's his last name I don't remember. But I, rem- just I don't remember so many of the names now. Uh, names. His wife was arrested by Bancroft for hacking, and um, his daughter was somehow traumatized. We don't know how or why, but basically, Kovat shows up to his house and breaks in and beats the shit out of him. He's a former. Um, I think the other thing they said was like the gun matched or something because he's like a former soldier and yeah. you see the gun in the video which is how he tracks him down yeah but he turns out to be like a field medic not a not an actual like sniper or anything kind of soldier right and he was really upset about his wife being arrested and his daughter basically got traumatized to the point that she can't exist in the real world she's only in a virtual environment well, which is also kind of fucked up because he, he, he saved her in that virtual environment where she kind of re-experiences her trauma. Over right, and over right, right. Yeah, she's, they call it stuck in a trauma loop. So she's in virtual, but she's constantly reliving her own death. Yeah, which is oh, god-awful. But then you find out that 
this daughter had been seeing Bancroft. She was a prostitute. Bancroft had this thing for prostitutes. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, he basically beat them, but he didn't kill them, so it wasn't... You know, oh, he was it, like, sometimes he did, though, and if he did, he would just buy them a new, better body. Right, yeah. but that wasn't the case with Lizzie. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still fucked up. Yeah, I mean, there's so many questions around this show about how humans interact with bodies being temporary. Well, like, is it even that, or is it just that like he's been around for so long that he's well, become so Well, no, I so mean, I, I love the part of Ortega's grandma, which we'll get to later, because oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that part's awesome. And then Kovach randomly goes to a museum of the Uprising, which is basically the group he was part of. And literally sees the the stacks, the destroyed brains of all of the people he, you know, worked with, lived with, whatever you want to... Where would they have a museum for these people? It's like a Holocaust museum or something. I mean... But it's the... Op- it would be like they're, having a... They're not They're victims. the bad guys. They're, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Like having a Nazi but, museum. Well, the, they very much portrayed it as like, we conquered over them and look at their dead bodies basically like it was pretty fucked up actually and he kind of gets flashbacks of this battle of stronghold which is where they lived and all died he's literally the last envoy and then he goes to the whorehouse where lizzie worked jack it off (laughs) yeah it's pretty good (laughs) and he pretends to be her mom in a different sleeve, yeah, you, which is you really funny. Cross sleeve, right? You can, yeah. you can always pretend to be someone else. I mean, that that is a good thing, though. Like, I mean, I guess for people that are trans in the future, you can actually choose to, you know, get a new sleeve in your right, appropriate right, right. gender. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought about that too. But basically, he questions this other prostitute who says, "Yeah, Bancroft likes to choke girls, and sometimes he kills them, but he always replaces them with a premium sleeve." And then Ortega shows up and arrests Kovach for some reason. I don't even remember why. I don't remember either. Honestly, because they don't really explain her whole relationship to it. I was getting really annoyed by her popping up all the time for no reason. Until yeah, she just seems it. really bitchy for the first couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. And like, why are you freaking out on this guy? But it, it totally makes sense later. Like we said, everything comes together. And the other thing when she's at the police station is that Ortega took Mary Lou Henchy's body, this body that's been missing, and, like, hit, I don't know, it was hidden away in the morgue or something, and, and she's, like, she basically opens up for them to find it, but she keeps the, her, her stack, her brain. Yeah, I mean, why why hide the body at all and not just take the stack to begin with? I don't know. It didn't make much sense. And then there's this weird sex scene with Miriam Bancroft and Kovach. She decides to seduce him and she's like, her body's like synthetically altered with like pheromones and shit. Like she literally just like oozes pheromones. But it's also insane. I mean, because also apparently uh, once you re-sleeve for the first time, you're also just also very uh, hormonal and want to like bang everything so she took advantage of that and bang kovach and then we jump to episode three in a lonely place uh ortega was invited to sun touch house for some reason and she wants to talk about mary lou henchy because 
all they know about Mary Lou Henshi is she fell from some insane height. So she's like, could have been Sun Touch House. Yeah, somehow. I guess. I sure. Um, she got a, like, draft. Or some other meth tower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Kovach goes back and kind of recruits Elliot. You see these flashbacks of him during his envoy training and uh, Kel talks about like wherever you are you need to build a group of people around you to support you but Which they're ultimately sense. disposable well yeah that part sucks um and basically he like recruits elliot and wants him to um help him get some guns and then they're also invited to suntouch house there's this big party I, I don't know if it's a birthday party or who knows decade party for one of them well also he recruits elliot by also saying that uh the ai uh poe can actually help his uh daughter out of the like trauma loop basically. right he thinks that i guess the ai can communicate better with her in virtual i don't understand well, I like, what maybe, the premise i think was. the ai would also i don't know have more control over a virtual environment maybe that's it because yeah, she's she's it's in her mind, so she's in control and she's living through this like, trauma loop. Because so they, they can like put her in his like VR space, basically the AI's VR space. Right, he has total control. I don't I don't really get it, but um, yeah, that's how he convinces Elliot. And then basically, Elliot goes to the party with him, and Ortega's there as well. Ortega's there because they're having a a fight to the death, and it's apparently allowed as long as police oversee it like it was kind of a weird stretch of... well because i mean yeah death doesn't mean the same thing anymore it's a fight to the death of the body not the death of the right right not stack. real death yeah that's why they, they keep using the phrase real death real death yeah. yes real death is what matters sleeve death is whatever yeah it's like a misdemeanor <laughs> uh, part of the reason kovach is at the party is like he wants to go through everyone bancroft knows and like who could have killed you basically kind of a thing yeah like a regular investigation and um there is one quote in here that i really liked as well because he talks about like kovach clearly fought against exactly what bancroft is yeah uh you know he was a terrorist because he didn't want this kind of person to exist he fought against this seemingly galactic government because they allowed rich people to have immortality. Well, let's just play the clip here. You've lost comrades, Mr. Kovach. People you cared for, loved, even. If you'd lived in this time, you could have them all back for whatever the price is. Surely you'd be happy to pay. Death isn't up to us to give or withhold. Oh. You think we should leave it up to God, do you? <laughs> Oh, Mr. Kovach, haven't you heard? God is dead. We have taken his place. So, yeah, he just talks about, like, th there is no God. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's this religious sect that believes, you know, you can only exist in one, one body, body one, yeah. one mind. But, you know, these people are immortal. This guy's lived for 360 years, so... It's yeah, like, really like God. We we are gods, right? And then it kind of goes into well. So Kovach also finds Miriam. Like he follows her through some secret door and then sees her having sex with a security guy. 
and then he realizes something's off and she reveals that it's actually her one of her daughters yeah they have they obviously being 350 years old they have like 16 kids or something crazy yeah but they're fucking creepy and weird about their kids well yeah one of their kids is in her mom's body to use it for sex well not even that like they they make sure their kids like stay at a specific age oh yeah that was another thing like bancroft said um basically none of them ever get any money if he dies which ruled all of them out for killing him at least for money as a primary primary motive because yeah obviously their kids are probably i don't know 150 who knows 200 years maybe they're not allowed to be like adults they're in like 16 year old bodies yeah yeah so i don't get how that works do they just like every year go back to the 16 year old body or like yeah probably that's they're forced to go back to the clone body yeah and then we have this big party fight to the death. Um, they do it in this null gravity space. So they just float around and there's a husband and wife who fight each other to the death. And that's, the winner gets a, a better sleeve. The, other, the loser obviously gets a worse sleeve because they lose their body. Which doesn't make sense. Like, uh, does one of them just keep winning so he can have a really, really good one and then go fight someone else? Like, what's their plan? Because otherwise they're just going to go back and forth. I don't know. Whatever, as long as they're making money, I guess. I mean, the thing that sucks is they also bring out that their kids, they have kids who are still children. And then the parents' sleeve changes all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's kind of funny when they, later on when you see it in Ortega's family... But, yeah, so weird. Yeah, so no many way. weird implications there's... of bodies changing. I mean, there's a lot of things with changing sexes and things like that. But later on, like, Kovach almost fucks his own sister. <laughs> but she's in a different body, so is it really his sister? <laughs> <laughs> like it's, That's wrong. There's so many, like, moral questions of, like, oh. The future sucks, people pretty dark <laughs> anyway part of the reason he takes elliot there as well is while this fight is going on elliot goes and i don't know copies some data yeah he gets he, to, like, he was the hacking security into room, their system right? yeah. yeah but they also or ortega notices Ortega's also kind of scanning around looking for suspects and she notices one guy, but um, whatever recording she has, I don't know what she has. She doesn't have an eye recorder. I don't think so. Um, she must have had some camera on her. Right. But, but basically, this camera didn't pick up this guy. He literally is invisible. Which, that would be an awesome fucking thing to set up. Yeah, they call him the ghost walker. Because <laughs> it's not like he deletes the footage. He just doesn't exist in the footage right it's some sort of digital mask i guess i mean it's like auto photoshop yourself out of existence i just wonder how like we have deep fake now if you could make that work real time and then almost just kind of the inverse of it instead of changing faces you just replace it with nothing i think it would be possible it'd probably be (laughs) really really hard and really intensive but i I think putting a face on another face is easier than just programmatically always removing a person automatically Hmm. anyway he's able to do it 
And then uh, at the end of the episode, Kovach goes back to the whorehouse, I guess because he wanted more answers, but he ends up getting drugged and attacked and then is knocked out. And then we Wakes finally up get some answers. Do we? No, probably not. That uh-huh. whole episode we don't. The episode after that we do. Um, but he's uh, there's someone who does want answers. It's it's Dimitri, the Russian that was killed in the pilot. So episode four starts with it's called Force of Evil. It starts with him torturing Kovach in virtual reality. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's an interesting way to handle it. The mind can you know feel pain, so you can yeah. It's interesting. Basically, they can do anything they want to him in virtual, and it's not going to actually. Though, if you listen harm to him. our podcast from like three weeks ago, torture doesn't work. True. Go watch the report <laughs> and our podcast on it. Because uh, yeah, uh, but this is the second Dimitri. The yeah, other, the other one's dead. Cross cool. whatever they called it. Yeah, because they have the other one stack. Right. So this uh, is the double sleeve Dimitri but two. This guy. Boogaloo does not call him Kovach. He never calls him Kovach. He calls him Riker. Yeah. And he keeps saying, okay, Riker, uh, I know you're a cop. Uh, what? How did? Why did you kill my brother? He calls him his brother, even though it's really his yeah, well, clone. Yeah, they, they they're crazy, and he considered his self to be his brother. Right. Because that's the only person he had. Right. But anyways, anyway, this watching is Watching first... it, I was confused as shit, because I was like, why are they calling him Riker? Did I miss something? You never thought that, like, this guy's body is Not for a while. Okay. I, for a while, I was like, what the fuck's going on? Was I not paying attention? Because there's so much shit. Like, especially the first episode throws a fuck ton of info at you. Like, constantly felt like I was missing stuff because of that. Yeah. That, that's how I felt by that episode. Yeah. Um, it was definitely good to watch it a second time. Uh, but a lot of this episode is, again, flashbacks to Takeshi on... Harlan's world with the envoys and Kel is training them on resisting torture. Yeah. Um, and basically it's all in your mind. You can take control of the space basically is, is the moral of it. And eventually he, he does that. And then you can wake yourself up by, well, he stops, he stops his own heart, (laughs) which seems insane, but I guess possible. Uh, so they freak out and take him out of virtual, and then he's in the real world and just goes crazy and murders everybody. Yeah, well, what do they call the um, protectorate agents? SeaTac? SeaTac, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so, I mean, he basically gets up, scares the shit out of all the nerds that are involved in, in, in Right, there's him. just people sitting at computers with his body laying there perfectly still. And he's like, yeah, you guys fucked up. I'm a SeaTac officer. Uh, you guys are all fucked now. And then uh, proceeds to basically kill everybody. That, that was that was a very violent scene. Yeah, he, he cuts Dimitri's head off. Yeah, doesn't his... he take his head with him? There was a reason for that. I forget why. Meanwhile, Ortega spins up her grandmother for Dia de los Muertos, and she spins her up in what she has, which is some guy, some huge, like, skinhead guy that she arrested. (laughs) So her elderly grandmother is spun up in a huge white dude. Tatted up. 
was Which, good. like I said, that's the funny part of like <laughs> having different bodies. You know what they don't explain in that scene? Like, I think her uh, is isn't her like partner there, and he like a boot. I thought he was, wasn't he? Uh, maybe. Well, because like, I, I swear at some point somebody speaks Arabic and someone responds in Spanish, and they all know. Yeah, yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. No, it's no, no. Like, that's that's in like the pilot. He speaks Arabic. She speaks Spanish. They all speak English. Like it's. Can you just download languages? Like I'd love that upgrade. You know that that's going to be a thing with Google, right? Uh, to my brain. No, they're headphones. If you just wear the headphones, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I, that's, that's I as close as you can get right but now. But they keep delaying those goddamn headphones. I thought it only worked if you had it, it a works specific on a, it pixel. Works on a f- a phone insanely well hmm. anyway so yeah there's just a funny aside with ortega and her grandmother in a body and i mean they kind of talk about uh she's obviously well she was religious but then renounced it when her husband died otherwise she wouldn't be able to be spun up this coating literally prevents you from spitting up and again that's just taking a dead person a kind of I don't know what you call it, a stack that's kind of dormant and putting it in a new body. I'm surprised that it's not like something somebody can hack. Yeah, I mean, it's it's odd how unhackable it is because the, the envoys go to such trouble later on just to try to put... I mean, they try to do it for everyone, but anyway. Kovach goes back to his hotel and Ortega shows up because he just murdered a ton of people at some point during the melee when he murdered everyone he found out that he had a tracker on him so he starts to oh, interrogate yeah, yeah, yeah. ortega as to why she's tracking him and why she's so obsessed with him and uh, then we finally and then get she answers. reveals who Riker is Riker, whose body takashi kovach is in was a cop was her partner on the force as well as you know personally they they were lovers he was she believes he was framed uh basically he got really into this mary lou henchy death this this woman that fell out of the sky that ortega hid the body for so now we understand why she was so obsessed with that woman's body because she was trying to help Riker because he his stack is in alcatraz i guess just he's in prison by not having his brain in a body right because they framed him for murdering somebody else right um and then we jump into episode five uh which is titled the wrong man and it opens with Riker interrogating some random guy about mary lou henchy and i think he's a guy that works at the i don't know what you call it like the central coding thing to to code stacks because mary lou henchy had religious coding she can't be spun up she can't testify as to why she died yeah but, but like it it happened like a week before her death like it didn't make any sense it came out of nowhere he was pretty sure Riker was pretty sure that it was faked yeah so he's beating the shit out of this like random tech um and then ortega shows up and Tells him, like, let it go. There's no conspiracy. You're going crazy. Uh, Kovach kind of realizes that the first Dimitri called him Kovach and the second Dimitri called him Riker. Riker. So how are those two involved? Obviously, his his brain is in Riker's body, but how did the two Demis know him as different people? Right. 
And that's when he kind of brings this whole conspiracy together that Riker's conspiracy about Mary Lou Henchy is tied into Bancroft's murder. He just doesn't quite know how. So he goes to uh, the Bancroft house, Suntouch house. Um, Bancroft's gone, but um, Miriam is there and she gives him an offer that she'll double whatever money he was offered if he completely drops the case. And he gets to go to uh, Orgy Island. Yeah, uh, where it's just a bunch of her that he has her, orgy her for. pheromone sex clones basically on an island. <laughs> I mean, that's not suspicious at all that she would want to drop everything. Well, she says... She, no, I mean, no one ever really suspects her, but she's like, Lawrence will punish both of us because she is sure that he killed himself and his pride basically won't allow that because the way it works out like who has access to his room it was either him or miriam no one should have been able to kill him you know it seems like a suicide and we forgot to mention that earlier takeshi was pretty convinced he's like you killed yourself dude it's pretty clear but he continues to investigate anyway so finally kovach meets up with bancroft and questions him about why he is in riker's body of all the bodies he could have been put in, you know, why Riker? Why someone who has this association? And um, he does it at this weird, like, leper camp. Yeah. So apparently these people were the descendants of people who were hit by some contagion bomb. and They're all carriers, but they're not actually, like, sick. Right, but literally if you touch them, you get You'd super sick and die, die within, within, like, an like, hour. Well, it doesn't even. It seems like less time than that. Um, and Bancroft like does that willingly because he fucking can. He has a million clones, although it is painful seemingly. Right, but fucking Kovach points out like if you care that much about them, why don't you just get all of them fucking new sleeves? Right, he could easily afford that. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of. I think it's kind of a polit- publicity stunt. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I think ultimately he just said like. Uh, or take a pissed me off. So yeah, I yeah. wanted to get back at her, which is why I like, used Riker. You, you get you get a nice like athletic body for him to work with, and he got to piss off Ortega. It was like killing right. two birds with one right. stone. And then back in the precinct, Ortega wants to spin up uh, the second, the first Dimitri. I think the second Dimitri stack was destroyed by Kovach. I think the first one was destroyed too. Was wasn't the first one destroyed at the at the because it's the Gatling guns just tore them apart. One of them wasn't destroyed because she wanted to Maybe spin them up in I virtual. Think the second, I think the second one. Okay, isn't. she yeah. wanted to spin him up. Maybe that's why she had the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wanted to spin him up to interrogate him about Riker because he knew Kovac. Well, yeah, he knew Kovac as Riker. Yeah, she wouldn't care about the other one knowing him as Kovac. Yeah. Poe has this AI card game where he plays cards with his other AI friends. Yeah. And one of them mentions that he saw Bancroft at Fightdrome the night that he was murdered. So Poe passes that along to Kovach because that's kind of the only other lead he has. And he and Ortega go to Fightdrome. He pretends to be Riker, so they go there and, like, an official police capacity, I guess. Can't hurt a good cop, bad cop it. Right. And they basically 
um, force the owner to show them video, literally videotape. Yeah. He has VHS tape, I guess, because he doesn't trust anything digital and doesn't want. And it makes sense. It's unhackable. Yeah, it's also ancient. That's why it's unhackable. You got to go analog to stay unhackable. Basically, the video shows Isaac is at the fight. Bancroft shows up and beats the shit out of him. Isaac is his son, one of his sons, his oldest son, I think. I think so, yeah. So his dad shows up and beats the shit out of him. And they're like, okay, that's weird. That's a new motive for murder. And they go to his house, Isaac's house. He seemingly just has a normal house, which is a little odd. I guess his dad controls how much money he has. Probably. So he can't have crazy mansion in the sky. I think another part of his thing about keeping them young is that he gets to maintain this superiority over them. Right, for sure. But they find this super illegal cloning facility and Isaac has a clone of his dad. Yeah, because they find that he sold a bunch of his stuff. Like he sold all his artwork and all the stuff that he had. Right. Because he used that money to buy this underground cloning facility. Not a facility, like a little machine, cloning machine. Right. At some point, I don't remember why, Kovach got got beat up. Ortega takes him back to his place. Obviously, she had a previous romantic relationship with that body. They kind of rekindle things. They have sex. So is that like cheating on Riker or not? See, there's so many, so many ethical questions around. This. I think the mind is the main thing in uh, in this case. It's hard to say. Hard to say. And then they go back to the precinct so they can question, finally interrogate Dimitri. So they don't get anything from Demi, and Tanaka yells at Kovach or something. While he's doing that, uh, Ortega, Abud, Demi. And this random cop get in an elevator. And as the doors close, Kovach sees that it's this ghost walker guy. I don't know how exactly he recognizes him. Well, I mean, his envoy abilities aren't just... The, he just notices a fuck ton of things. It's also part of his envoy training, apparently. I guess. Anyway, he realizes something's fucked up with that guy. Doors close, he freaks out. But basically, this guy... Starts to beat the shit out of him with this crazy weapon that looks like it's designed to just rip as much flesh as possible off of a body. It's pretty horrible. Uh, so he attacks Ortega and Abud, and he goes to shoot Ortega in the stack, which would real death or permanently kill her. Yeah. And uh, Abud, her partner, jumps in front of it and dies. And then he's about to shoot her again. I don't know what happens. The doors open or something. They run out. Demi and Ghost Walker Ghost Man, yeah. walk out, run out of the police precinct. Uh, Ortega's bleeding out. Abud's dead. Kovat shows up and just grabs Ortega and rushes her to the hospital, basically. Yeah, and she's... Yeah, so then episode six, uh, Man With My Face, her arm is destroyed, so he pays to have her given a new arm they basically say like ah oh, her her sleeve is fucked she needs a new sleeve and he's like Which no fix, I, I, fix I like it. that you can just be like ah this body's done let's get a new one i mean medical field would change a lot 
Uh, but yeah, he's like, no, fix it. So he pays for like a super crazy, insane robot arm. Yeah, I mean, instead of getting new sleeves, why isn't everyone getting super crazy, awesome robot arms and legs? I know. Yeah. Why, why do the stupid meths keep paying for human bodies? I yeah, don't get it. I want a robot body. <laughs> I know. Anyway, maybe the human mind can't handle that. Who knows? Fuck that. We'll figure it out. Give me some super, super bionic arms and legs. Anyway. Uh, then it jumps to Poe, who is talking to Lizzie in virtual, trying to... He, he decides the best way for her to get over her trauma is for her to learn how to defend herself. So I think he gives her a gun and teaches her how to throw knives and stuff. But her dad freaks out about it and jumps in and kind of ruins things. Uh, meanwhile, Prescott, who is Bancroft's lawyer... Uh, shows up at the police station to recover the clone body that they took from Isaac's place. Yeah. Because they took the all the illegal shit he had. And um, basically, I think this is where you first find out that the the police captain is is in his pocket. Like he's he's being paid money on the side to just do whatever the fuck Bancroft wants. Which I mean is not surprising. He's a rich man. He's <laughs> insanely. Yeah, there's lots of people in his pocket. There's this weird character, Hemingway, that I don't get. He comes up very briefly, but Demi goes to meet Hemingway, who is the one who wanted Kobach taken by the other Dimitri, but he wanted him taken alive. I don't even remember this guy. He's the, the black guy... I forget what oh yeah, yeah, that is so that random. That character is so random. Is he brought up again at all? Well, yes, it's someone else. I don't remember this. Okay, we'll come back to it. Okay. It's a ran- it's a really random scene, but uh, we also see that Ghost Walker, whose name is Mister Lung, is working for him. And anyway, it's a really random scene. There's not much to it, but we'll come back to it. Poe, the AI tracks down where uh isaac sold isaac bancroft sold all of his paintings to to get the money for the cloning facility so kovach goes there to question him and isaac says that he used the clone to close this big deal that his dad was supposed to do in osaka yeah um just to kind of gain his respect and be like i could do the same things you can dad kind of a thing and Bancroft found out about it. And that's why and he, that's went why to he go was beating up Isaac, and... but he obviously forgot that all of this happened because his backup didn't go through. Yeah. You're not me. You'll never be me, is what he's saying as he's beating him up. Um, and then I guess it, it jumps back to Hemingway, Dimitri, and Leon. And I guess just to close loose ends, uh, they try to kill Demi. But he escapes and just transmit. He he has like random hideaways and he just transmits himself out out of his sleeve. Kovach goes to visit Ortega in the hospital. She's dealing with her arm. Uh, Tanaka shows up, and Takeshi's envoy intuition kicks in and he's like, "You're not just here to say get well. You're here to apologize," because he realizes that. He's, he's, yeah, Tanaka's a dirty cop. And Ortega beats the shit out of him with her robot arm. 
And she, she initially doesn't like the fact that he gave her a robot arm because she like crushes the uh, the well, side of the bed and everything. Yeah, but see, that's why your body can't. It's it's kind of a well, trauma. Just because she didn't know about it, she probably just gripped it tighter. Now that she knows, she doesn't grip it as tight. Anyways, she's she's upset about it, but even she admits later on that she likes her new arm because it's awesome. Right. Oh, so this is where Hemingway comes in. So. Kovach kind of interrogates Tanaka into giving him the information about how he gets the money, like what the contact is, because obviously Bancroft doesn't just pay him. Right. And it's this Hemingway guy that he only meets up in VR. Mm. So Kovach goes to this cafe to meet Hemingway, and this person, Hemingway, even though they see Riker in virtual, immediately knows that it's Takeshi Kovach. And... Then someone shows up in Takeshi Kovacs's body, which is super confusing, and captures Kovach in Riker's body and Ortega, brings them to fight Drome, and they have to fight against these fucking mutants. There's like a rhino man, and like, it's kind of insane. Yeah. But then person in Takeshi's body comes out and starts stabbing them and he has this blade that's like laced with this poison basically right um i forgot what it's called oh it's dimitri dimitri's in kovach's sleeve well because kovach sees his sleeve when they go to fight right basically they had gotten his dna and made clones because they knew he was an envoy way before even though no one knows that he's in riker's body well, also, Fair. apparently, because that's not his original, original sleeve. Like, because in the flashbacks, he has a different face. I forget. There's so many fucking so, like, like, so that, that, the one, it's, it's the body he has in the beginning of the first episode, which apparently also had, like, a bunch of enhancements. Anyway. And then, as Dimitri's about to, like, kill both of them, someone else shows up and just starts shooting everyone. And then you realize it's Takeshi's sister. So we haven't really mentioned her, but in all these flashbacks, his sister, Ray is pretty important. Um, as little kids, they grew up with their dad beating their mom. Um, Takeshi, maybe that's the next episode goes through the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next episode is episode seven, Nora Inu. So it goes through these flashbacks of Takeshi kills his dad because he beat his mom. Or yeah. killed his mom. I think it's because well, he, he was afraid that that yeah he was gonna kill them next. So. Right. So then he gets arrested, and instead of taking him to prison, they offer him an alternative of being a SeaTac officer. Yeah. So basically, these the the government version of an envoy, but he has to leave everything behind. He has to leave his sister behind. He's promised that his sister is going to go to a nice family. I mean, she goes to a family. Uh, yes. So this whole episode, I think it's the flashback. Then it jumps to, you know, years later, Takeshi's been trained as a SeaTac officer, but he goes back to his home planet, uh, which is Harlan's world. Mm -hmm. And they're going to go after the Yakuza. He runs into a sister, Ray, who was raised by the Yakuza. Yep. And they just kind of say, fuck it, team up and kill everybody, Yakuza and uh, Protectorate. Protectorate, yeah. Uh, and then they escape into the woods, and they're kidnapped by the envoys, the uprising, I think is what they're called. Yeah. 
Kel introduces herself and gives them the choice of joining them as envoys. They jump back through. We've seen a lot of the flashbacks before of their training. It kind of goes through that again. And then this is when it's revealed that her goal is to go to the central protectorate database and inject this code that enforces all stacks have a hundred year limit. So everyone can only live a hundred years um, because she predicts that there's going to be this huge disparity between wealthier people are going to be able to live forever and just get wealthier and wealthier and wealthier and more powerful. Right. So they break into a facility to steal broadcast codes so they can kind of intercept things. But Takeshi is captured and interrogated by the original SeaTac officer that kind of trained him. Yeah. That's also the officer that attacks him in the beginning of the first episode. Right. Yeah, yeah the recurring guy. Um, and then Kel somehow breaks into this and and breaks him out of the virtual environment kind of thing i don't know it was weird i guess if it's a virtual environment there's some way to hack into it it's, it's networked somewhere but uh she ends up revealing that she is the original person who discovered and created dhf and stacks she is the inventor of this technology and then takeshi and kel have this romantic relationship they sleep together ray Oh, and then it, so it kind of jumps back and forth between current Ray and Takeshi talk, and she says basically she's lived this whole time. He's been gone for two hundred and fifty years in Alcatraz. She's been building an empire, yeah, and she's been becoming rich and powerful. And she went back to Harlan's world, their home planet, and said it's just gone. It's it's a wasteland. And then back in the past, basically this uprising group suddenly starts killing each other they just go crazy and start murdering each other and then the bombs start dropping the protectorate comes in takeshi escapes but he's separated from kel and ray and they escape on their own they get into a shuttle so and... i mean the people go crazy and start killing each other because there's some sort of like virus that infects right their stack. so there's... i forget why is he not infected he was out he, he it, it was literally targeted into where they were hiding okay. and he was out on the beach having sex basically uh, yeah. pros of having sex <laughs> not getting diseases <laughs> wait <laughs> yeah it's kind of weird how the virus interacts though because it's a physical virus but it affects the stack i don't know well i mean it, it's like a computer virus it affects your personality and shit like but but it's deployed through physical means like that's kind of the interesting yeah, that's weird but uh they all escape but uh kel and ray are in the shuttle and and takeshi just tells them to leave and it's blown up so he thought that they were both dead and then flashback or flash forward to current ray and takeshi and takeshi figures out the only way you survived is if you were in on this yeah she's like yeah i i they know. they recruited her she had a backup right she she had backed up her her stack and, and then her job was she to... had actually killed kel yeah but she was basically never in on their message she always you know wasn't really sold on what all they were doing right, right. she only is she, part she of just the followed because her brother. her brother was there yeah right 
So then we jump to episode eight, Clash by Night. Basically, Ray admits that she kind of set most of this up. So Bancroft is this insanely rich and powerful guy, but Ray is above him. She's like next level powerful. Well, because she basically runs like a fucking crime syndicate. Right. So yeah. she she set up Bancroft to bring Takeshi back to investigate his murder, but really she just wanted her brother back. Yeah. She also reveals that she hired uh, the ghost walker, Lung, and basically he becomes like a babysitter to Takeshi because Ray has this weird like attachment thing. She doesn't want her brother to run off with anyone or, you know, do anything. So they go and spin up uh elliot's wife who's ava who's a hacker because they spin her cross sleeve right they put her in some random guy's body yeah and then kovach runs into ortega because she's still tracking him and he basically tries to push her away he doesn't want her involved in it right ava and elliot finally go see their daughter lizzie in virtual the the reason I bring up that uh, she's cross-sleeved is that her daughter recognizes her, even right. though she's cross-sleeved. And I don't know if that's because they're in virtual or what the rules are there, but yeah. it's a little weird. Uh, but basically, the whole reason to have Ava is that they want to hack into uh, Bancroft's system to fake some footage and fake that someone tried to inject a virus to destroy all of his backups. And then they... Poe po actually gets involved and injects one of his AI friends with this virus and destroys him, kills him, whatever. He doesn't really seem to like that friend anyways. Right. But then Kovach goes back to Bancroft and basically sells him on this story of Prescott, this lawyer of his who was, who was trying to kind of ascend the ladder. She wasn't a meth. She wasn't in this society, but she was trying to be. He sells this story that she was sleeved into this blonde woman that was Bancroft's type and he raped her and she got upset and tried to kill him. Which he buys um, and then he basically signs off. Uh, Takeshi gets his pardon and all his money and he's kind of done with him. Meanwhile, Ortega goes to Psychosec, which is this cloning facility. Uh, she blackmails this employee to letting her into this vault which is where Ray has, like, dozens of clones. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, they're activated, and Ortega fights them off and kills them all. Yeah, one by one. It's an insane naked fight because she's a naked clone. I don't know. It was kind of weird. There's a bunch of articles online about, like, her doing all these fight scenes completely nude, and, like, obviously that's kind of a strange thing. Anyway, episode nine, Ortega shows up uh, at the hotel. She's wounded. She was stabbed in the, the fight with the Ray clones. Kovach starts to heal her, but then he finds out that it's actually Ray in Ortega's body. Yeah. Again, she's naked, so that's this weird thing where he almost had sex with his sister, but... I mean, he... the body of his lover so uh, it does it i don't know 
That's his sister. That's weird and disgusting. But he's already had sex with that body, so is it... The brain is the important part. so confusing. So many moral quandaries. Anyway, she's basically like, yeah, I have Ortega. She killed my family. She tried to take you away from me. So I'm going to destroy her family. And then we have this really fucked up scene of Leung going and murdering Ortega's whole family, who, by the way cannot be spun up because they're all religious. Yeah, So they're that's all fucked up. permanently dead. And then Kovach asks Ray about Mary Luhenchi, this this woman, this prostitute, this kind of weird mystery that Ortega's been chasing and Riker was chasing. And she says she owns this ship, I guess. It's called Head in the Clouds that basically caters to any kind of sexual fantasy people want, but primarily it's murdering people it's really fucked up and for some reason they're all real deaths yeah so they're actually murdering people permanently and i forget if this is where the the flashback was but basically mary lou henchy saw this other woman murdered and she ran away and she thought if she jumped off of the ship you know her body would be destroyed but her brain her stack would be fine uh, but she didn't realize that Ray had hacked in this religious coding, so she couldn't be spun up. Right. Oh, but so Mary Lou Henchy sees Bancroft kill the lady, isn't it? Like, isn't he on uh, like some sort of aggression enhancing drug? So, thing? in order for uh, I think Ray had planned this out that she wanted to blackmail Bancroft into spinning up Takeshi. So she Not had. To, it, it, that, I think that's the extra part. Her main thing was the, the law they're trying to pass, because he has enough. Uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, he that has was enough the side effect. So she didn't want six fifty three or whatever the number is. There's this bill, again, that was introduced in the pilot that would allow people with religious coding to be spun up if they if were they're murdered. murdered. Yeah. Her whole business is based on, I have all these people who I set to have religious coding, so we can murder them. And they can't say anything. Right. So the idea is to blackmail Bancroft into basically shutting down that bill. Right. So she has him injected with this crazy male enhancer aggression. Yeah, he he uh, infected somehow with it. I mean, we reveal how later, but... Well, let's not go to that yet, because uh, Takeshi gets this confession out of Ray, but... yeah. Um, after Ortega's whole family is murdered, you see that Ray has her brother Kovach uh, tailed, and then all of a sudden you see a second Kovach looking at himself, and then it jumps to 18 hours earlier. Yeah. So right after he finds out about Ortega, that Ray has Ortega, he kind of goes into action um mickey this tech guy from the police station shows up and he's like they murdered ortega's whole family and she's missing i want to help elliot and ava insist on helping poe obviously insists on helping because he's designed to do that so they all kind of get together and hatch this plan that takeshi clones himself he breaks into the police lockup with mickey's credentials steals the cloning facility isaac had makes a clone of himself Ava uses her hacking to 
double sleeve him or whatever it's called basically yeah. just copies his brain into another empty stack apparently right and then there's two Kovaches and they play rock paper scissors to see who's gonna do what which i don't understand it would be the same brain wouldn't that go on forever no i mean you'd never be able to beat yourself what how would you be able to beat yourself you're you're still two separate people at that point but you have the exact same brain you're not gonna do the exact same thing you're both thinking oh fuck i would do this no, but he's thinking I'm going to do that. But they'd be you'd be thinking that exactly the same. I don't know. The moment you're split apart, your experiences start changing. True, yeah. but they were split apart 30 seconds earlier. I think I think it would still work. <laughs> anyway, so one of the Kovacs is, is going to go to Sex Island with Miriam. Yeah. And the other is going well, to... Well, was it Sex Island with Miriam or was it just Sex Island in general? I think it was just like a sex No, he, he gets into the car with Miriam. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the other one has to break into Head in the Clouds and kill Ray. Yeah. <laughs> so they split up and uh, basically start to do that. So the plan is that every 24 hours, Ray's, Ray has the uh, quarters inside this ship that's like super blast shielded and hack proof and all that stuff but it has to open up for a brief window every 24 hours to send out her backups right so they're gonna try to get in and basically intercept her backup and steal steal her backup and then kill her yeah so they need elliot to pose as this general and pay for the ultimate sex package so he can murder sneak, sex package right so he can sneak uh takeshi onto the ship meanwhile takeshi has uh, a camera surgically implanted in his eye so he can record stuff an eye phone i've made that joke before <laughs> but it's not a phone so they go and do all that uh basically eye elliot eye. what i i no <laughs> Uh, Elliot freaks out because this he he's supposed to murder this woman in this. Yeah, sex. yeah. Well, I mean, it's fucking creepy, dude. Like the girl's also saying, like, "Oh, you ready to murder?" Like, she, first she's like, "Oh, like, come on, fuck me," and then she's like, "Oh, you ready to murder me?" and pulls out like a fucking Bowie knife, and it's like, that's fucking weird and creepy. But she doesn't realize that she's gonna actually oh, yeah, yeah, die. Yeah. But she's basically and asking she, him to kill her. Right. She also says like, "We're gonna be punished if you don't kill me." Yeah. It's like finishing the job, I guess. Yeah, so it's really weird. Anyway, ultimately, they, whatever, they, they fight their way through some stuff. They break into Ray's quarters and they disable her backup. But as soon as they do that, everything in the hotel where they're working, where Ava and Mickey and Poe are working, is shut down. Like the whole thing blacks out. There was some sort of intrusion detection, basically. Yeah. So they're all cut off, but Kovach gets this full confession from Ray that she planned all of this. She set Bancroft up to murder this woman. Mary Luhenshi kind of got away. She wasn't expecting that, but the religious coding, you know, kind of fortunately prevented her from getting that um, so she could destroy Bill 653 and keep doing this. She framed Riker. Because he was getting too close on the investigation and kept pushing. Yeah. She, you know, convinced Bancroft to spin up her brother. All of that was her. 
uh, she also said that Miriam was the one. She had something on Miriam. She doesn't say what yet, but Miriam was the one to actually spike Bancroft with this crazy aggression drug. Yeah, because um, she meets him every time he uh, casts back to like a new clone. I guess they had like a lip right. thing, like poison yeah, ivy. She kissed him, and yeah. And Bancroft wanted to forget what happened. The the whole reason for the murder was he actually murdered a woman was disgusted at himself for doing it and killed himself. Like the whole time yeah, Takeshi he, was right. He, he did, kill, did himself, kill himself, yeah. but he wasn't able to admit that. And Ray basically like was like, I did all of this for you. You know, I waited 250 years to get you out at the right moment when I had the power to do it and all that stuff. And he's like ready to kill her. But then Lung and a bunch of other guards show up and take over. Then we jump to the last episode, which opens with Ortega walking in on her family being murdered. And then she does it again, and then again. She's in virtual. She's reliving it over and over again. Lung's torturing her. And then suddenly it stops. So that's obviously when Lung has to go and save Ray. Right. Then Lung goes to the hotel to get the others because ray wants them all punished basically he uses some virus to kill poe uh mickey goes for someone's gun and gets a real death shot in his stack and then as poe is dying he sends lizzie this traumatized prostitute daughter of ava and elliot up to head in the clouds and she gets downloaded into some synthetic body right and then basically Lung takes Ava and Elliot and goes to head in the clouds with them. Yep. So the part I don't get is there's this synthetic body that I guess has a real stack in it that Lizzie is downloaded into. And then she's able to transform the appearance of the body. Like that that seemed insane. Yeah, that's also another reason like why are these meth's not in these really awesome super bodies right so she just basically changes the body to look like herself it was some redhead and then yeah she switched it to her tanaka shows up at the hotel the police captain and sees you know mickey's been killed ortega's taken ortega's whole family was murdered prescott shows up you know she was framed for for all this stuff of killing bancroft and she's like do the right thing yeah then Ray basically says, you have to kill Ortega, Elliot, or Ava. And she gives him a gun with one bullet and says, choose. And he shoots himself. And of course, the gun no is bullet. And Ray's like really upset, but Kovach basically convinces her, let the other people go. Um, so it's just him and her. Uh, the rest of them are, are leaving. But then Lizzie shows up to break uh, Ortega, Elliot, and Ava out. And she's this crazy badass now because she's been training, I guess, to defend herself. Well, yeah, I mean, all she's been doing is, like, combat training. But in virtual, like, how does that translate to physical? I don't know. We are, they're only basically their stacks. I mean, I, and I she's think in a super body. to have muscle memory. That's she's, in a thing. Super, she's not in a real body. Whatever. Basically, they fight their way out. Ortega fights Lung because he murdered her whole family. The Elliots, their family, 
cuts the power to the ship, so the ship's going to crash. It's basically a hover ship thousands of feet in the sky, so Kovach and Ray are fighting each other, and then the police show up. They basically just watch as Ortega rips out Lung's stack. She doesn't destroy it, though. Yeah, I assume she's going to stick it into VR and torture the fuck out of it. I don't think she can do that as a cop. She's but doing that off-duty. Anyway, sure. Uh, then the police try to break into Ray's quarters. Kovach is going to kill Ray. He got the upper hand in the fight, whatever. And Ray finally admits that she, before their shuttle was blown up, she backed up uh, Kel as well, who was kind of Ray's, like, or kind of uh, Kovach's first love. Yeah, and has her hidden somewhere. Uh, yeah, and she's like, you'll never find her unless, you know, without me. Uh, and then Kovach kills her. But then he decides to stay with her body as the ship crashes. Then it jumps forward a little bit. His stack was recovered and he's spun up in virtual. And basically the the government, the protectorate are there and they're like, you have a pardon. We're going to honor that. But there's two of you. Only one of you gets a pardon. Yeah. So the, the Kovaches meet up and rock, paper, scissors again to decide who's going to live. Ortega goes to the Bancroft residence and plays the recording where Ray, uh, from Kovach's eye cam, where Ray admits everything and says Bancroft killed himself. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also, yeah, the police show up to arrest him. And then Lizzie shows up. And she says that she was pregnant. She showed up at Suntouch House to tell Bancroft, but Miriam was there. And she beat her and kicked her and made her lose the baby. Yeah. Which Ray knew about. And that's how she was able to convince Miriam to drug Bancroft with that stallion drug to make him kill the other prostitute. Yeah. So then she's arrested. Ava is pardoned, the hacker, the mom. Lizzie stays in her synthetic body. 653 is passed after the whole aftermath of the scandal. Riker is obviously cleared uh, because he was framed. And Kovach leaves to go turn in his sleeve. And that's really the end of the show, the first season. Well, I mean, uh, I forget. Doesn't it talk about how he... He's going to look for Kel now? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where season two is going. So the other interesting part, big spoilers if you haven't seen this, obviously Kovach can't stay in this sleeve, which means Joel Kinnaman, the white actor, is being replaced, and he is being replaced in season two by Anthony Mackie. So now this Asian guy, Takeshi Kovach, is going to be in Anthony Mackie's body. <laughs> I'm down for more Anthony Mackie. Yeah. The question is whether Joel Kinnaman will show up again as Riker. Right. Um, and if Martha Higaredo will show up as Ortega, all the other characters. Who knows? Also, I mean, I don't even know. Do, is it supposed to pick up right after in the thing? Or I'm not going to say anything about the trailers. The trailers are kind of spoilery. Mm. I don't know. There's not a lot to it. There's just a bunch of snippets. So, I mean, we can speculate as to where we think it's going to go, but... I was wondering if there's more of a time skip again. I know that it shows other worlds. I know he goes back to Harlan's world, and that's... 
I think that's the more interesting part that, you know, this whole first season was like this kind of murder mystery, really. Yeah. Which was very interesting in a way to, uh, you know, dive into the world and changing bodies. And they showed a lot of that. But this is a galactic government. Like, I want to see more of the sci-fi on other worlds and, and that kind of a thing. And it seems like maybe season two will go that route. Mm. I don't know. I mean, like, sometimes... You introduce the world, but you want to focus on, you know, the the character more. And I don't know if some sort of galactic hopping thing is what we're expecting from him. I guess if he is on a quest to find Kel, but I assume it'll be more like a detective-y thing again. Because that's the feel of the first... Like, you, you think that they're going to change the entire uh No, like, I premise? think just change the scope. Mm. Because it literally was focused on one guy's murder. Eventually, it kind of grew into, you know, the end of the season. These other parts come together, and it's a little bit bigger. But it still is just a story of his sister set everything up. Right. You know, where's, you know, the bigger government conspiracy and all this? Um, you know, that, that I think, could come into play. In I guess. Two. So, yeah, that's uh, it's a long summary of a very, very complicated show. It's only 10 episodes, but a lot hopefully, going on. Hopefully this can work if you watched it a while back as a refresher going into season two. I'm sure they'll have a very short recap, but I can't imagine they'll be able to cover that much uh, before season two comes out. Yeah, probably not. I don't know how you cover all this stuff without that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for two. We'll see how that turns out. Yeah, so that episode will be out next Saturday, assuming we can watch all of it, binge it really quick. Yeah, we should be able to. Yeah, that's it. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on all the popular social media sites at StreamablePod and listen to the podcast on your favorite platforms. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review.